During this Easter season, we have several gospel readings like this one taken from the farewell discourses in John's gospel. Jesus is sitting down at the Last Supper with his disciples, and he has this long series of speeches. And because we read them between Easter and Pentecost, 50 days apart, there's a tendency for us to place this speech of Jesus in that time frame as well. Remember, though, that in John's Gospel, Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit, happens on the evening of Easter Sunday. And these farewell speeches of Jesus are situated in this Gospel before his passion, death, and resurrection. So when Jesus promises to send the Holy Spirit, he's talking about Pentecost. And his disciples don't know what that's all about. But we do. When Jesus talks about going away and coming back, in this gospel, he's talking about his death and resurrection. And we tend to hear it as a reference to his return at the end of time, since we're reading it after Easter. The context is important. To understand this gospel and these readings from the Acts of the Apostles, it's important to keep them in some kind of sequence to understand what their context is. As soon as these disciples of Jesus began to travel throughout the ancient world and spread the gospel, we know from the Acts of the Apostles that they were faced with controversies. Sure, you can read Acts chapter 2, where all the disciples lived together in love and shared everything they had and took care of each other, but read a few more chapters into Acts, and before you know it, there are persecutions and martyrdoms and controversies over who belongs and who doesn't. People are cursed and killed for selling the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The disciples start to compete with one another. If you haven't ever sat down to read all of the Acts of the Apostles, I really recommend it. It's probably the most interesting narrative in the whole Bible. In the Gospel today, though, Jesus says he's going to send the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, to instruct us and to remind us of all that he taught us. Jesus knew that as soon as he was gone, we were going to need those reminders. And without ongoing guidance, our faith could not survive. And that's why we were given the Holy Spirit. And we need that spirit still to provide us with that guidance. Many of us were brought up with the idea that the church is perfect and infallible and never to be questioned. It's almost as if sometime 60 to 100 years ago was some sort of golden age in which God's revelation was perfectly understood and all we had to do was go along with it. A quick review of the church's history, though, from the Acts of the Apostles all the way to the present, make it pretty clear that the church has never actually been perfect. There have been disputes and schisms and heresies and crusades and empires and power struggles and bad popes and wrong pronouncements, misuses of power, scandals. You get the idea. Can anyone seriously believe that the church has never made a mistake? We do, in fact, have a golden age, but it's important to remember that it's not in the past. 
It's always ahead of us because it's the kingdom of God. Our golden age is never in the rearview mirror. Our mistakes and tragedies and scandals are not proof that the church has been abandoned by God. To the contrary, the fact that our faith manages to endure despite our sins and our failings seems to me like pretty conclusive evidence that God's spirit is still with us. Every one of us makes mistakes and struggles with sin, and so does the church. But in the long sweep of history, God will not abandon us, and the church will survive its mistakes and do the right thing, eventually. It's important to remember that in times of change. For some people, the church is changing too quickly, and for others, it doesn't move fast enough. We can be fearful, feeling like we've lost a golden age and are sliding into chaos. But God's spirit is still with us. It's the same spirit that Jesus sent to his disciples at Pentecost, the same spirit we received at our baptism. We have no reason to fear as long as we're attentive to the presence and action of the Holy Spirit. The church has been through much tougher times than these. We've faced bigger controversies and worse divisions. And all our sinfulness has not been enough to overwhelm God's grace. So don't live in fear. Stay attentive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Live your life with integrity, and God will look after the rest.